What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Oasis Podcast. It's your boy Brennan, and then I've got Ben with me. What up? And Jaina. Hi, guys. And, and we got we got something special for you today. I mean, we always we always put our heart and soul into the podcast. We give it everything <laughs> we've got so we can bring you the best conversation ever. And today we just want to talk about the Bible. We're always I don't know what's wrong with these guys, but they're always wanting to talk about this book that's so old. And I I'm trying to get them to write read something new. Like you guys. There's new books out there. Don't you know this? But What's the newest book out there we should be reading, Brennan? <laughs> I'm sure, uh, like, I don't know. Like, what's the... I just assumed you were going to say, like, Harry Potter. That's what I was going to say, but like, <laughs> I couldn't remember her name. What's her name? Isn't J.K. Rowling? J.K. Rowling. Come on, you didn't know? I'm sure she's written something. Or Rick Rorden, all the Greek mythology stuff. That stuff is baller. But <laughs> Never read it. It's good stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't read it more than the Bible, but it's still good. Uh, you knew his name. That was impressive. Well, he was my favorite know, growing yeah, up. That's cool. I yeah, like it's, that. it's super good. I have all of his books at home and somewhere. I don't know. But yeah, we're talking about the Bible and specifically the first half of the Bible in the Old Testament. And before we get there, people, what what is your favorite book in the Old Testament? <laughs> Do you have one? Have you read it? What it, What is it? I've never heard of this before. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Jeez, <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I really like Jeremiah. I don't know. I found a lot of like just wisdom from it as I've read it a couple of different times in the past, but yeah, that's good. the Psalms are really good too. Yeah. I feel like that's the cliche answer, but they are really good. I love good. the Psalms Agreed. too. So Ben wants me to go next. So I, I would honestly, I love Genesis. Like yeah. you get the creation story, you get the the first humanity, you get the lineage, you get all that stuff. And it's so good. The narrative of it, the way it lays out how how it all started and how it's kind of unfolded from the beginning and the story of Abraham. Dude, I love Genesis. Like I could probably read it consistently and just be content. But I, I feel like when you first became a follower of Jesus, you were those that person that like yeah. I have to read from beginning just to end, but beginning. I only ever read Genesis because you couldn't get past it. <laughs> no, which no, is no, why no, no. It's your favorite old I Testament. am very diligent and I, and I push through. The second I half of Exodus, that. I mean Leviticus, those were tough, but yeah. I pushed through. I, b- I believe you. Um, I gotta go with Song of Solomon. Uh, just, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I, I try to quote it and read it. Um, well, if I could do it nightly, I would, but it doesn't work out. Something about that seems unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, try to read it to my wife at least once a year. Mm. <laughs> Eek! All right, beep up. Yeah. Ben, ben, do you have an actual favorite? Um, honestly. Psalms probably is a favorite, right? The classic yeah. cliche Psalms. Um, I do like Song of Solomon. I'm not kidding. I probably have only read <laughs> actually, Song of Solomon once. I, and, yeah. So if I if we're gonna separate them, which we'll do that in a little bit, the idea of the genres of the Old Testament, mm. uh, Deuteronomy. I actually really like mm. chapters 30 through 33. <laughs> there go, really, 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 and, and Deuteronomy right. six is very, very good. Um, Psalms. I do love Psalms, but yeah. fair enough. So going there, we're gonna we're gonna kind of spit some fast facts at you because a lot of times we know the Bible and we, we read the Bible, but we don't know a lot of the content behind the Bible or the facts about it. So mm-hmm. I'll let Jana start pick her. We have a list, so I'll, I'll let yeah. her pick her favorite couple, and then we'll c- go around the circle spitting some Old Testament fast facts. All right, fact number one: there are thirty nine books in what? the Old Testament. What? That's not it's, half. I it's thought not it was half. one book. No, it's not half. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. It's more. How many it's like in the two New thirds, Testament? something like that. Brennan, twenty-seven. Look at this guy, just with the facts. 
I once had to preach on the Bible to kids at our Kids Point ministry. Oh, yeah. So then I learned all my Bible <laughs> fast facts. Because I, like, I was you, not, you, I was not privileged. I didn't go to private school where this was on the one-on-one exam to get in, where you had to know. <laughs> I went to public school, Ben. So it was yeah, hard. So for, did I. So did I. I don't know why I'm taking I'm upset about the public school system. No, <laughs> the lack of teaching the Bible. Yeah. How dare they? Let's get God back in our schools. Jaina, fast fact number two. Again? Wait, okay. I wasn't done with that one. Did what they said to be fast facts? Sorry. That, I'm just so. intrigued. I like, right. I like the Bible okay. a lot. So just that idea of like, have you ever run into people, or even yourselves, where I think my right away looking at the Bible became a believer. It's like, okay. Yeah, there's 39 different books. I didn't know. I thought it was like, well, there's a New Testament thing. I think it has a lot mm. to do with Jesus and this Old Testament thing that I have no idea that that says all of these ridiculous stories mm-hmm. of a big fish and a flood and a town and other things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said town. <laughs> but it's like I always, I always viewed it as one large book, that, which is also a big reason why I didn't mm-hmm. want to press into it. Because mm. it was Kind of daunting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, that's true. I felt that a little bit. But I started in the Old Testament. And that's, I was like, so aggressive. the whole Bible is like that. And then I got to the New Testament and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is yeah, more impressive. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> the three in you is like, but now, this is good. This is nice. Now I can go back to the Old Testament and I get it a little bit more. But mm-hmm. right away, man, it was hard. I was chunking. Super dawning. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jana, fast right. fact number two. Fast fact number two. There are 35 to 40 authors. What? Whoa. That was loud. So. You guys can turn, turn your speaker back up because <laughs> yeah. Ben just blew it out. 35 to 40 that we know of. Yeah. Maybe Could more. Maybe more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do we say there's like a range? Like, wouldn't you know? We don't. No, not at all. Uh, so, uh, do we want to get into it? A little bit. Oh, you you got to tell me when to stop because I'll go. Okay. Um, well, just the, even if you look at a book like Isaiah. Isaiah, for the majority of it, was not written by Isaiah. Mm-hmm. It was written. There's two, It's actually separated into two distinct um, time frames, I think, could be argued. Mm-hmm. Where ha- first half and second half. And the first half, there's teachings, and some was probably written Isaiah, but the second half was decades after Isaiah even lived, most likely written by some of his former disciples, which mm-hmm. would have been multiple. Mm-hmm. So even that, like that one book, probably has multiple people. Um, Moses is known as having written the first five books, which we call the Pentateuch, which the Jewish people call the Torah. Mm-hmm. It's like, but Moses didn't write at the end of. Deuteronomy that he died. Someone else had to yeah. write that. Yeah. And so there's just like there's that's why there needs to be a range of mm-hmm. all these different authors. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I think you summed that up really well. Do you want to take the next <laughs> well couple done. Thanks for Brennan. You want to take the next couple of acts? Sure. Uh it's written in two different languages. Mainly we we attribute Hebrew um mm-hmm. to which is actually why. So we call the Old Testament. Uh it's called the Hebrew Bible or Jewish Bible for those who are Jewish, because mm-hmm. it's their script main scripture. Um, but also there's some Aramaic in there, which the New Testament also has some Aramaic and Hebrew and then also obviously Greek. Uh, it's written over a span of 1,300 years. Ish. Yeah. That we know. Again, yeah, yeah you got to give an ish there. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. the ishes because <laughs> not everything's black and white. And no. it's okay to have a little gray. There's estimates that, I mean, the oldest book being Job, which is another fast fact for yeah. you, yeah. is somewhere around 1,500 BC. Mm-hmm. But then there's other things that will say it's 1,300 BC. There will be places where they say Malachi is written... 300 BC, there's places where it says Malachi is closer to 100 BC, which is the last mm-hmm. book of the Old Testament if you were reading through it. And it's just, it's interesting that they don't know exactly. So wait, Job is the oldest? Why is it not the first one? <laughs> that is a great question, Ben. Maybe we will get to that later. Uh, I have, I think maybe one more fast fact for you besides the, the years one is there is four sections of the Old Testament. We're kind of consistently mm-hmm. dividing it into this. 
that the Christians view it as. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the one is that Pentateuch, the first five books that Ben was talking about, which the Jewish faith will call the Torah. Then you have the historical narrative where the people will look back on what happened in history and kind of recount and tell the story of the kings and the judges and what happened to the nation of Israel. Then you have the poetry books, and those kind of sit on, on their own and, and are a little bit different, but they're included in the Old Testament. And finally, you wrap it up with the prophets. And the prophets are a lot of times divided into minor and major prophets, but we're just going to, for the sake of time, put it as one giant chuck, chunk of the prophetical text where these prophets were speaking to the nation of Israel. Any last fast facts to end? I, I got a lot that I want to say, but we should probably move on. <laughs> All right. I just know. Here, I'm going I'm to do this. We're going to give you some knowledge, just some information, because I like it, and I think it's interesting, mm-hmm. because I do believe that not just the New Testament is divinely written and inspired by mm. God, but the mm-hmm. Old Testament is as well, and that actually is how Jesus viewed it. Um, and so for even looking back at, in Jesus's time, the way they viewed the Hebrew scripture, our Old Testament is what we say, um, they viewed it in three different sections. Mm. Yeah, and so they, like, they call it the whole, the whole thing in Hebrew is called the Tanakh. Mm-hmm. And it's made, it's basically a, what's it called? They take the, I don't even know how to say it because I don't know big words. <laughs> um, but it's the Torah, the Nevi'im, and the Kevahim. And the Torah is those first five books, what we call Pentateuch. So mm-hmm. same thing, same idea. Give some wisdom, the beginning of time, leading all, give us this big picture of who Moses was. The Nevahim were literally, so they call them the former prophets and the latter prophets, where we say minor prophets and major prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Kedavim was the writings, literally, that's your wisdom scrolls, your poetry, and they put them in, and then the whole thing um, is called the Tanakh, which... They did this, and it's it's ordered differently. I think it's that's mm. good to know. Like the way Jesus, they and it wasn't in one book that they had. They were in separate scrolls individually. So Genesis was a scroll, mm-hmm. Exodus was a scroll, the Psalms were a scroll. Isaiah that Jesus reads out of when he goes to his hometown and he opens up, he picks the Isaiah scroll, opens it up, and reads from Isaiah. Was it forty one? Oh, Something. I don't know exactly. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's uh, later than that. 61? Yeah. Yeah, it's Maybe in the 60s. Uh, opens it up, reads it, puts, rolls this. Yeah. So when it says they're individual scrolls, so it's not one big book. Mm-hmm. Luke 4. Um, wasn't available mm-hmm. to all the Jewish people. Literally Isn't that only, crazy? Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the rabbis, teachers, priests were the only ones able to read it. Mm-hmm. I think, the, and so the fact that we have this book, I think is so beautiful and amazing. Um, and then we'll get into why it's important, why it's real, and why it's worth reading. So I've got two major questions. The first one is this, and it'll play off this idea Ben's talking about. But is the Old Testament real, and is it reliable? Like it's like we're we're, we're talking about fifteen hundred years BC, so three thousand years ago ish that this was written. Like, is, there's no way this book is real. There's no way these stories are real. There's no way these people are real, or are they? I'm gonna say yes. Uh, and there's a lot of reason to say that. One, I think just we'll we'll not go into the. Yeah, are these things real? Yes. Is it right and accurate? That's I think is mm-hmm. the same type of question. It's like so when I'm reading these things, are these things that I can trust in reading the Bible? And if you, we did a sermon series called "Ask Us Anything" at the beginning, actually beginning of this year, January right of 2020, yep. and we wow. did one. Is is uh, right? <laughs> feels like Seem, an eternity. Feels ago. like a decade ago. <laughs> was less than a year ago. Yeah, you can still find it on YouTube and on the podcast. <laughs> but in out. that, we talked about, is the Bible reliable? This idea of, okay, is this stuff real when I approach this? Is it not just a bunch of really weird made-up stories? And some of the aspect of that in the reliability of the Scripture and of the Old Testament looks at it has the most sources than any other written publication or written thing mm. uh, in history. And so you got um, Plato who wrote The Republic, Homer who wrote The Iliad, um, who wrote The Odyssey. I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. I don't read Hercules. It. Perfect. Hercules. Hercules <laughs> no. wrote the Odyssey. Um, I love Hercules. Uh, one of my favorite Disney movies. Mm. Uh, it's a good no, one. No, it's not. You're lying. No, I'm, I'm 100% lying. Oh. Yeah. No, it's, it's got some moments. They talk about uh, Hades and hell and heaven, but we won't get into that. But I'm pretty these, sure the same person that wrote... Whatever you just said is the same Homer? person that wrote I, the Iliad. Is that the same thing? I'm looking it up. You Look keep it up. talking. No, you, I need, I need, yeah, we need this. It's good. <laughs> but all of those th- specific publications are ones that have a lot of different sources um, and are considered to be reliable from when they were first written. And so like with the Old Testament, is it the same person? Yeah. Look at that. Good job. Shout out Google. Thank you, Google. <laughs> uh, for the Old Testament, it has more sources than any of those written. Um, they're more reliable sources. There's something called the Dead Sea Scrolls that were discovered in a series of 12 caves um, site. We don't originally know, but around the Dead Sea in a specific cave that were found between 1946 um, and, and 1956. And they had Old Testament manuscripts from before the time of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over 2,000 years ago that were word from word uh, written down and and wrote for us. Mm-hmm. That, so we can just, even from then, there's a reliability. And, and just the way that... Um, the uh not the yeah i guess prophets and priests they specifically recorded and rewrite it and they had tests put in place to make sure that as they were recording and writing to basically hand down these scrolls they were accurate mm-hmm. from from word to word um there's a quality control of a biblical transmission and they wouldn't keep the old they wouldn't keep the old scrolls in these old manuscripts mm-hmm. because they again they, it was god's word divinely given guided by the spirit written in human words for us um, but as those scrolls got older, they would throw them away because they didn't want God's divine word to be on a piece of paper that was falling apart, which mm-hmm. is their own thing. Um, but there's just, yeah, it's it's a reliable source of information <clears throat> about the world, about how we live, um, has the most sources. And based off of Jesus's and Paul's and the apostles, how they interpreted, how they even talked about it in the New Testament verses they quoted, um, they believed it was real. And if I'm a follower of Jesus, I want to believe the same things he believed Mm -hmm. and then there's these two messages that i listened to a couple of months ago by ben stewart and at his church in passion dc and if you want to go look them up it's called has the bible been corrupted and minding the gap and he talks about just the translation and the realness and the reliability of translation in this time and of Mm -hmm. the the old testament the divine hand of god to preserve the deep the dead sea scrolls like if you guys don't know about the dead sea it's like one of the lowest places on earth it's one of the saltiest bodies of water that ever existed. And it's because of those specific characteristics that the scrolls were able to exist in these caves for so long. If they would have existed at a higher altitude or a place with less salt, the the text that they were written on could have dissolved. But just God's providence to preserve those scrolls and then for us to be able to look at our text now and compare it to what they were on the Dead Sea Scrolls and see the accuracy of over Mm -hmm. 2,000 years of translation and to see, oh, in 2,000 years, we haven't come that far from where we were. And it's just really incredible and sweet. So is the is the Old Testament real? Is it reliable? We're going to say yes to both. So what does that mean? Is it is it worth reading then? Or do I, can I just read the Gospels? Can I just check out what Paul's <laughs> writing and still be okay? Sure. You could technically <laughs> still be okay, but I would say that you're missing out on what yeah. God has for you holistically. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a follower of Jesus and follower of God, as a son and daughter of God. So is it worth reading? Yeah. And there are a lot of different aspects of it, and we can go into those. Yeah, Janie, you want to start? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I think the Old Testament does is that it reveals a lot of the character of who God is, maybe Mm -hmm. even more so than the New Testament, because the New Testament talks a lot about Jesus, his specific life and ministry, and then kind of um, 
like guidance and direction for the church. So the Old Testament really does reveal a lot about God in a holistic picture. Super um, his character, his nature, what he was about, what he was doing, and reveals a lot of... Mm-hmm. Um, just to yeah. go into that even more, that's so good. Uh, so yeah, Jesus says he's come, right? We know he's come, savior of the world. He's a Messiah, mm-hmm. made relationship right with God. Um, but when he says he's going to prepare a place, and then oh, Philip, I don't remember the exact question he asked, but it's in John. <laughs> like, or, you know the Father... Oh, I, can't, I wish I could quote scripture better. Um, but ultimately, it gets to the point where Jesus says, you know the Father because you have seen me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, we know some of the characteristics of God in the New Testament because we know Jesus. Yeah. But what the Old Testament allows us to do is gives us that holistic picture of not just who he is, mm-hmm. but also what he cares about, mm-hmm. yeah. who he's for. I think, Brennan, you said earlier, uh, just the reality of him continually pursuing his people. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that is character stuff that is really, really important. And he's mm-hmm. unchanging. New, New Testament tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That includes from a creation of time in the Old Testament. But in, yeah. but God in the Old Testament is so mad, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but it looks like he is just ticked <laughs> off all the time in every one of the passages and all the scriptures and all the stories. God's mad. Yeah. And like, do I, I don't see that in the New Testament, do I? Yeah. Or like, Man, well, what changed? Read Revelation. <sighs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I always see that that anger of God is, I mean, first it's a righteous anger. So we see anger in a negative light automatically, Mm. but like God had this perfect plan that he said about in creation and we destroyed it. And like, we know that all of the old Testament is, is him trying to redeem that. So his anger is frustration that he's like trying to work and make this better and like Mm -hmm. set this out and we just keep biffing it, Mm. you know? So it's like, it's, is a holy anger in the Mm -hmm. sense that he wants better and he's working for better. So, I mean, that's the way I view the anger of God, but. Oh, yeah. And I ask that question because I've heard a lot of times where people will, will struggle with the idea of, is God the same in the Old Testament as he is in the New mm-hmm. Testament? Or is there two Christian gods? Is is what's changed about God? All these different yeah. things. Because when you read it, if you don't necessarily understand the whole context, the, the, the whole picture, the big story like mm-hmm. you're talking about, it does seem like he's changed or shifted, or it might be even was someone else in, in used with the term Yahweh. But we know that it's not, and I just felt like we needed yeah, to ask no, that's that question. A great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why do you think? Why do you think that is? Like, why do we go there and separate? Like, even I've had conversations of the God in the New Testament is different than the God in the Old Testament, which we would say mm-hmm. intellectually is not true. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Jesus changed everything. Yeah, yeah. he did. He yes. he revolutionized and changed everything. He yep. completely and and we can argue if this is its intention or not, but started a brand new religion, you know? Like, there's still people who cling to the the Torah and the, mm-hmm. the 613 laws and the, the covenant of the Old Testament, but Jesus has brought about a new covenant, a new promise, a new way of interacting mm-hmm. with God in the church, and because of that, there it does look so different, but yeah. it's still the same God, it's still the mm-hmm. same Jesus, and Jesus represents God here in the flesh, and that's the beauty of the Christian story, you know, mm-hmm. is that there isn't this reliance on laws and rules anymore and that we don't have to deal with a, a frustrated, angry God, but rather we have a God who loves us because of what Jesus has done. And it's just, mm-hmm. that is so epic. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't change who God is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think, yeah, there's a difference between God's character changing and God's mind changing. And I don't think mm-hmm. we understand that. Yeah. So even in, in, um, oh, shoot. Who is Moses? Not Moses. Abraham's nephew. That guy. Thank you. When he pleads, 
Like if I find how many righteous, mm-hmm. will you save this town? Mm-hmm. And sorry to find, so like, it's not, that doesn't change God's character, but mm-hmm. there's a reality in our relationship with him that he can change his mind and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't change his plan and his purpose. So even the idea yeah. of like, oh, this whole new religion was created, so we only have to worry about the New Testament. The reality, it's the culmination of what God had set out beforehand mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. creation of all things yeah. coming to fulfillment in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next thing we'll talk about, about the, is the Old Testament worth reading? Is the characters in the Old Testament Man, I can relate to them. I can oh, see yeah. some of their struggles. I think there's such a beauty in their story because they, you do get such a, like, for example, even Job, the oldest uh, book of the Old Testament. Like, Job's story has so much struggle and hurt and pain, but you see his faithfulness, but yet you see his wrestle with God. And, and in that, like, there's a reality that that can speak to your situation. It can help you better connect with God. It can see... Man, there is so much wisdom and good stuff in the story of someone like Job, mm-hmm. where it's like you wouldn't understand, you wouldn't think that, but the characters, or you could go on and talk about David, or you could talk about the different prophets, you can talk about Moses, and these are the struggles they had, and it's like what, like I have struggles like that, I feel those emotions, I see those things, and mm-hmm. just the relatability of the characters and seeing their stories is one of the reasons I love reading the Old Testament because you get that in the New Testament, but it's it's different again. It's mm-hmm. not like you don't get the whole biography of Peter's life. Yeah. You get a lot of what Peter says. You get a lot of what Peter does. But you don't see where he came from, like David. You don't see where, where his lineage and his background was. I mean, a, a little bit you do. But you don't get the whole picture. And I, I love yeah. that you get the whole picture of some of these guys' lives. Of people who, who have moments of just amazing faith and yeah. moments mm-hmm. of complete destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like really good examples. Like, okay, I don't want to do that. Even in Job, like like mm-hmm. we don't like what friends are speaking into your life? Yeah. yeah, like he had some friends that were super negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, good. All that's right, Ben, good. take another one. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Um, I think they're just again. I'll go back to the reality of um, any any Old Testament scripture. There's scripture from the Hebrew Bible from the Old Testament that is quoted in the Gospels, in Paul's writings, in Peter's writings. So the mm-hmm. way that they viewed it, okay. That's why it's worth reading because Jesus had a high view of Scripture, yeah, hugely high view of Scripture that was divinely mm-hmm. ordained and written through humans, and so I want to have that view. But not only that, Jesus can be seen mm-hmm. throughout the mm-hmm. Old Testament. Not yes, one as the promised coming Messiah, King, Prophet, and Priest mm-hmm. that they were waiting for, that was going to live that perfect life, that was going to be the fulfillment of all the things that God had commands that God had asked for in the beginning from oh, yeah. that covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, any time that the Old Testament speaks of angel of the Lord. That's Jesus. Mm. The idea of he's the commander of the angels' armies is Jesus, the the son of the gods uh, that was in the fire pit with mm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that fourth person. We A lot of scholars interpret as that, that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The rest, one wrestle, uh, Jacob wrestled with is Jesus. And that was all in the spiritual reality of Jesus coming uh, in, in that time, not yet in flesh, someone who could be touched because that happened in the New Testament, but was still seen um, as the Lord mm-hmm. who had come but also who was prophesied about. That's good. All of the prophecies fulfilled in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jenny, you got another one for us? Yeah, so another one, um, this Old Testament is this call for us to remember, to look back at what God has done, um, even as we've already talked about, like seeing that big picture of of God's plan and what he's doing. Like the Old Testament documents all of that and gives us this ability to look back and remember what God Mm -hmm. has done um, and even rest in that promise that, he says he's still doing things. Yeah, I've, I've read it before. Maybe I've heard it said where it's like the second most consistent commandment in the Bible is to remember. Mm-hmm. God is constantly calling us to look back at 
our stories, other people's stories, the Old Testament scripture, and see what he's done, see his faithfulness, see the way he's worked, and remember that to give us faith today. And I love that. Otherwise, Ben has hinted at it a little bit, but the Old Testament has this incredible way that the Holy Spirit connected all of these authors, all of these texts in one giant story. Like in the New Testament, you have much, much fewer authors. You've got way less like different stories or different depictions, different characters. I mean, it's it's just more focused on Jesus and the church. In the Old Testament, you have, again, thousands of years, over 35 authors, and it's all strung together in a perfect story. And the Holy Spirit's just role in the writing of that, God's hand on how the story was going to unfold and what was going to be put in the scripture, what was going to be canonized, that just blows me away. And it gives me a huge reason to read it because I want to see God invested in his story. Like I don't want to serve a God who who is going to let his story just kind of be how it is, but rather take the detail of his spirit to come and to pen these words and give them to us. I, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense that over hundreds of years, people who didn't know each other could write a story that was unified and, and yep. cohesive yeah. and meaningful mm-hmm. and trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add? Really, we kind of hit a lot. I think we hit the majority. I think, yeah, just the rea- the reality that not just New Testament, but Old Testament, as it's seen, yes, as the Bible being the book that we've been given, made up of a bunch of different books and letters mm-hmm. uh, written by a lot of different authors. The Old Testament needs to be treated with as much authority mm-hmm. in our life and trustworthiness and meaningfulness mm-hmm. as we treat the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it's, it's trustworthy and it's right in its accuracy of what mm-hmm. has been given to us. It's reliable yeah. and how we can read it. Um, and it's relevant for us. It's, it's not just to have a book of all the stats that we written out that, that brings together this perfect cohesion that in the amount of prophe- prophecies that Jesus had fulfilled that were given to us through the Old Testament, it's not just something that was written, but for it to be completely trustworthy, the message has to be meaningful. Mm-hmm. And it is. Mm-hmm. It absolutely yeah. is. And so it's, yes, we can see the character of God. We can use examples of all of, of the, the characters given in the Old Testament, the reality of Jesus being able to fulfill the process, he, he being revealed over and over and over again um, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And then the picture perfectly pointing to him of all of history wanting to see someone come into play or at least with through the jewish people of god desiring for them <clears throat> one all nations to be blessed through that through them genesis 15 mm-hmm. gives that new or covenant to, to abraham and wants all gen all, all nations to be blessed through him and then abraham screwed up well then there's another person he brings on moses and all of these pointing to this person mm-hmm. coming to fulfill the perfect plan that god had for humanity which is ultimately fulfilled in jesus that's why we need to read the old testament yeah that's good mm-hmm. I, jenny you got some uh, maybe, but it would be like a, like a final thing. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. I got two things real quick. One, if you, if you're reading the old Testament for the first time, I want to give you a resource. The Bible project is so yeah. good. It's these couple of guys who make videos or just, you can read it too, but the videos are incredible. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to read a book for the first time, like Hosea, and you're like, I've never heard of this book. Like, what the heck? Why would I read this? You know? Go watch the old yeah. the Bible Project video. It's like seven minutes, and they're going to give you a, a big picture of that book, give you mm-hmm. some details. So then when you read it, you're like, oh, I see what's happening here. I've, I've heard it explained before. The first time I read through any book in the Old Testament, I'd watch that video before I read it. I'd read through it on my own, and then I'd watch it after. And it just gave me a better grip of what I was reading rather than it was just some story yeah. that I didn't understand. It gave me, uh, it was just a resource that blessed me, and I wanted to bless you. And mm-hmm. then the other thing is I was in seminary, and 
one of my professors was talking about, I'm still in seminary. <laughs> one of my professors was talking about Paul's letter to Timothy, and he writes Second Tim- or, or uh, Timothy 3, 16 through 17. Yeah. And he writes, all scriptures God breathed and is therefore mm-hmm. useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when he writes that, yes, it's it's honestly prophetic in a sense because he's talking about the new testament but it's also literally yeah. talking about the old testament his mm-hmm. intention in that was yes. the old testament and that yeah. is incredible when we when we come back to that and it's like paul's telling timothy to rely on these scriptures and that's what we use now to kind of say god breathed these his spirit wrote these and mm-hmm. I, again so sick yeah and so yeah. even yeah approaching it in a way that is healthy and like don't read the laws of the old testament in a negative way recognize mm-hmm. that you don't fall under those um, because of Jesus's death, life, death, and resurrection, but some of them can still be good because there are mm-hmm. laws in that. One, be thankful that in those ceremonial and civil laws that you don't have to follow those anymore because of Jesus's death. Like, be thankful that mm-hmm. I don't have to worship in a way or, or make a sacrifice in a way that gets me back into right relationship with God and with His people. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. like as I read this, like, I mean, I'm thankful that I don't have to do this. But then in the moral law of the Old Testament, be thankful that you can live those out. Because it is for freedom that Christ has mm-hmm. set you free, yeah. which Galatians 5 one says. It's in the power of the Spirit. Now I can actually live out the laws that are now being said that make sense for me now mm-hmm. in under the new covenant because I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, and, and when you read those laws, I, one thing that's helped me so much is look for God's heart in yeah. the law. Yeah, absolutely. Look at why he's writing. It's not to set rules. It's not to make mm-hmm. these people steal things from them. It's to protect them. Like yeah. consistently, he, he writes these laws as these boundaries in order to protect them in different mm-hmm. ways. And I love that. I think it reveals so much about God's character and his heart for his people. Oh, yeah. And he was continually setting them up kind of for failure, but not in a negative way so that they would recognize a need for a Savior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. The law reveals our sin. Oh, I think yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> yep. Okay, Jaina, bring us home. Okay. Straight up, this is what I was going to say. I was going to say, okay, so if we encourage people to read the Old Testament... What advice and encouragement will we give them to do so? <laughs> so you already answered it, so that was perfect. Well, look so, at that. Yeah. There you Bible go. project, watch the videos. Also, yeah. don't be afraid to buy a, a study Bible. It's coming yeah. up Christmas, oh, and yeah. your parents are asking, like, hey, can you get me a study Bible? Yeah. Um, they give you the genre and the history, and it's like, here's what to know. So when you're reading, like, First and mm-hmm. Second Samuel, it's a history, but then all of a sudden you get right into First and Second Chronicles and think, I feel like I just read this mm-hmm. in First Second Samuel. Yep. It's just from a different perspective, and you get that mm-hmm. from a study Bible. Yeah. Otherwise, get commentaries. Oh yeah. Otherwise, yeah. if you're a big Bible nerd, there's chronological Bibles that yeah. will kind of take the Old Testament and and chop it mm-hmm. up and put it in a chronological order, which I think is really cool. But not a lot of people are big Bible nerds. <laughs> Ben's looking at me all. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm 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 and that's preference. Mm-hmm. I'm personally not a fan because I do like understanding. They were they were separated into distinctive genres for a reason. That mm-hmm. helps me how I yeah. read. Mm-hmm. But like, you're, you're, my mindset are not the same. No, yes, <laughs> You look true. at things differently than I do, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Thank you yeah. so much for tuning in. We, we love talking about the Bible, obviously. It's going to make it in every single podcast, but we were especially happy to, to bring you this one where it was just like, all right, we're just focusing on the Bible. So mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something, and I hope you go and read the Old Testament, and especially in a new light seeing that it has application for you today. It can be helpful in you following Jesus today. But we love you. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.